no one should be chilling at all. And <laughs> yeah, where's the farmer who's like missing his goats? <laughs> I know. There's like, like shouldn't no that guy be like, huh? They were here two minutes ago. Hey everyone, welcome to Bar Side Chats. I'm Brian the Gleeman. And I'm Matt the Innkeeper. And this is a Wheel of Time podcast from the Dusty Wheel. Welcome back to Bar Side Chats. I'm your host, Brian the Gleeman, and I am joined by my esteemed co-host, Matt the Innkeeper, but we all know him. So instead, I'll introduce you to your favorite tank top wearing, recently married, calf turning, behind the scenes video editor, the editor reborn himself, Taylor Hatch. Taylor's going to break down the first episode of the Wheel of Time TV series for us and give us his professional and experienced view of how the show was shot, edited, and produced. Taylor, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm very excited to be here. That was a, phen- a phenomenal uh, intro and opening. Brian never intros me like that, so you should feel <laughs> well, blessed. Taylor, Taylor's uh, special. Taylor is special. <laughs> Taylor's special and now married. Congratulations, Taylor. Special and now married. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> It feels good. All right. Okay. Well, let's jump into this. Taylor, as a cinematographer, as a director, as a filmmaker yourself, you know, what did you think of the first episode of the Wheel of Time series? I think a big aspect of the show, obviously, I haven't read any of the books and I came into it, my dad's son. I haven't really like dived (laughs) into the Wheel of Time at all until the past two years uh, when creating the Dusty Wheel. And I think even along those two years, I hadn't really still cared um, about the new actors and and where they were taking the story and things they were leaving out. But I think it was at that, like, the last couple months before the, uh, the release that it finally kind of, like, kicked in. And I was like, huh, okay. Maybe, maybe I'm a little bit excited, <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> and I think, I think a lot of that comes from, first of all, um, my dad and I, we were invited out to London for the premiere um, yeah that was cool episodes and that was i mean that was quite the experience i have never been out of um, the united states and so it was cool to like fly across and just to be in london you know um and so i think that was in itself a really big experience and that really brought up like the hype that i was feeling for the show um especially walking into the the this huge imax theater uh, you have like all the cast and crew over here, and then you have like a bunch of uh, Wheel of Time influencers um, and like YouTubers and social media people um, that are like all sitting around you, like all the people that we had had in our show over the past multiple years. And it, I think it really all set in in that moment that like, here's here's the thing that I have been working towards for the past two years. And I'm really hoping that it turns out <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like, I, right then it was like, wow, I really hope it's good. So I get to keep doing it. And I think uh, I don't know what I'm going to do if it's not. And, well, was it good? Uh, and, and so we're going to get into that question. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're going to get in there. Um, He's a storyteller, Brian. God. All okay. right, 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 right. There's multiple yeah, I'll let him get to this it. whole thing. Okay. Um, Okay, so what did I think about the show itself specifically? 
to start off, I'll, I'm just going to go to the first couple, the first multiple intros into the characters uh, for the first episode, because I think that's really where it, it, it kind of all hit me at once sitting in the theater. Because I think you, you come into the first episode and bam, music cue, you fade in and you have Rosamund Pike and she's like telling you the whole, the rundown. I'm Rosamund Pike. This is my, <laughs> my guardian guy. And I'm, I'm getting dressed to go find the, this person that's going to break or save the world. And we got to do it before other people kill them or the world or something. And you're like, right. okay. And I think that was, I thought that was a really good opening because I think specifically the wheel of time, as I've heard, what I've learned from the fans, all the fans uh, from the dusty wheel and, and everything that we've done over the past two years is that because of the amount of care, the 2000 plus characters and the multiple worlds and cultures and, and just everywhere that where the wheel of time goes to kind of jumpstart you and have this little clip at the beginning to intro you into what we think are going to be like the main characters of the show, uh, Moraine and Lan, who are going to kind of carry us through everything and like take us on the journey. I think it was a really good opening. What was, what was effective about it? Like for you that really caught your attention? Here's what I'd say this because I think I have different personal opinions with the opening. Though I think it was correct that they did it that way for the show. Because right, you had to grab your low-hanging fruit of, of audiences. Like, you knew the book people were going to watch it. So you didn't really need to worry about all the weird angst and stuff. Because you knew they were in <laughs> to the end. Like, they can complain all they want. They got eight episodes of this book series they've been waiting decades for. You know? And so they're going to watch the whole season. So, like, who are... What's their main target audience? It's these kind of new people coming off of Witcher and Game of Thrones and and looking for another big fantasy um, kind of TV show, and so I think I think it's I think it was more amateur, um, kind of starting it off with a powerful like man woman finding important person to save the world from being destroyed. It's just it's it's very like it's very plain and simple. And so I don't think it like did anything new for like fantasy, the fantasy genre. But it, but you thought it was effective. But I thought it was effective in saying, "Hey, are you interested in fantasy? Well, here we have another interesting story." And you're kind of like, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. "Cool, okay, let's get into it." And so that's kind of how I felt. It opened up, and I was like, "Okay, I'm down, Rosamund. Let's go. I got him good, you know. Uh, and I like your your ninja guardian dude." He looks sick, you know. I'm so hyped for what that's gonna turn into, like Ninja Guardian, dude. Like, like his, you heard like that, his sword's Henny. awesome. <laughs> well, this was that first, okay. Like, I'm just saying in a general like audience perspective. And so I was like, okay, and it hit it hits that fade to black or, or cut to black, and then you have the cool wheel of time the logo, smash to black, the Hello? smash, the smash to black. Well, that's for the ending. This is a cut to black, okay, Brian. Uh, it's okay, gotta okay, be important okay. at the end. No, I think it was a great opening for what it was trying to pull viewers-wise. And then it cuts into probably one of the worst openings I've seen into it <laughs> in a into a TV show. Like I and it and it and it's and it worried me. And the and it just right we cut into like a focus pull onto tall like sun-bleached grass. Two men sprint through it screaming. Like, and then seven women on horses are yelling at them to stop. And it was just like, then they have like, they go from like a, 
stable shots to like drone shots, a crane shot to a, it, it's just like, there's no movement really guiding the scene. It just, I felt like it immediately confused the audience because you have this moment at the beginning where Rosamund is telling you this important person needs to be found and I'm going to go find them. And we have to do it in a very short amount of time. And then we run up, we start this next scene immediately after that one. And it's like this really kind of cliche, cheesy fantasy action intro sequence of like five women on horses chasing this, these two guys that are like jogging practically. <laughs> and they're jogging. <laughs> and like it's switching between all these different camera movements. And then we, and it, like, and I, I love Kate Fleetwood. I think she does a phenomenal job. And Landron's actually, I think she's one of my favorite characters um, as we go on later into the series. I think she does a phenomenal job with her. And a lot of people say that they like her a lot more than even in the books. Um, and and I, I think they did a great job. But I don't know who wrote Leandrin's opening lines in this intro sequence. It, it felt so generic, random, Netflix-produced intro sequence. Like, kind of something out of, like, the CW. Something where these, these writers just took, like, a minute and they were like, Okay, what do we want? Okay, we need to start off the season with something big. What do we want? And they were like action horse chase in the middle of the forest and then we use magic but we don't show it and that's it and it just, it, it, <laughs> let us i know you bring up a good point like the if there was magic you don't even like you just know she says stop and kind of you are assuming that somehow she pulled down the but then the guy starts screaming and the camera kind of pans away like did you think that they killed the guy i, I think i had understood that it was something other than killing it just it felt so over dramatized for something that you haven't been brought into the world to understand. Like yeah. the dramatized part of the intro should have been the Rosamund Pike telling everyone that we're gonna go find the Harry Potter of this fantasy world and they're gonna <laughs> and they're gonna save everything. That's the right, dramatized right. like little cliche part. But then they throw in this kind of confusing action sequence that no one has any built up heart or or interest for and so you kind of lose it because then Landron kind of has a similar speech about the power and about men that broke the world and and something similar to what Rosemont says in the in that very dramatized opening and so maybe like it was to show like a difference between the red and blue Aja or something but immediately right off the bat Generally, I think what normal people are going to, people that haven't like read the books that aren't huge fans are going to be like, okay, well, she just killed the guy or something. Like she's hurting right. him. So either he did something terrible or she's like a bad person and we're being introduced to the villain. Like this is like an immediate villain intro, you know? Right, and right. It, it feels really fast and not paced well. And you kind of, you kind of get thrown for a loop, but then that kind of ends and that comes down and she does like the magic thing that he screams about and the camera pans up and it floats up towards what we find out is Rosamund and land on top of the mountain. And this part I actually, I loved except it was like a third intro to the show <laughs> that they just introed twice. twice. Yeah. And then whoever, whoever were the writers, they just wrote the same thing for the third time. And the second time that Rosamund said, like Rosamund literally, it comes back up to her and she's like, it's not the one. We got to go find the one. And he's like, where are we going? And she's like, on an adventure again. 
there's multiple people that could be the one. Maybe they're there. And he's like, are you sure? And she's like, gonna have to be. Let's go. And then they get on their horse again, and they ride off out of frame. Like, are we waiting for another title sequence? Like, how does this end, you know? When are we going to actually get into the story? And so we had just came from the first initial Rosamund intro to then another world character intro that doesn't make any sense because you don't understand anything in the world. It was just like a solid three minutes that you could have thrown into, like, the village opening or the women's ceremony, or main character, main character introductions. Like, you could have just cut that whole intro out. Even, like, don't do a cold open. Like, just right. don't do a cold open for this first episode, if that's going to be your cold open. Because it just, it's more information for something we don't care about yet. If the cold open, at least, like, after we meet Landrin later, was like a past thing, when she like captures or like takes one of those guys out, at least you like know who she is and what she can do and sure, like what sure. the power that she's doing to him and what she's what she's doing to him, like why there's an impact there. I think it was confusing structurally and pacing wise to intro the show three times on the saying the same exact thing that we already were told very blatantly with the Rosamund intro. So if you were going to change this if you were going to kind of reshoot or redo uh episode one what would you change so how i do it is i'd cut out the whole leandrin scene i'd cut out the whole rosamund and land scene on top of the mountain and i would just start off the show with that intro rosamund like what's her journey like what she's about to do you cut to the title sequence and then we're immediately introduced to the village okay okay so you go to the village there yes I think this is where another part of their pacing issues just come in because they're immediately throwing you from the intro into what is a cliche and I think basic opening to a fantasy needing to find the chosen one, you know, leading into a confusing action battle with things and characters and people that we don't understand to another intro with Rosamund telling Land that they're going to do the same thing that we were just told three seconds ago. And then we immediately go to another what we are supposed to think is a very important thing to these people, the women's ceremony. Like we're immediately thrown into Nynaeve giving these very inspirational and emotionally driven words to Egwene before she just initiates her. She just eats her off a cliff is what you mean by initiates. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you're, you're giving the audience so much to handle, even though none of it is like that deep. It's just so much, new, so many new things. It's confusing because you're like, okay, well, that mattered. Her journey matters. And then now this, like, Leandrin person, maybe she's the bad guy because she's red and this lady was blue. And then the blue lady was watching the red lady and now she's going to go try and find the person. And now we come up on the two women in this circle. So are is wait, is this, like, a main character because now she's talking? Or is this, like, like, why does it matter that all the women are here? And are they both like at first, I don't even know if like, besides the fact that I knew the marketing material, I don't even know if I would have thought Egwene was a main character. If you were like night, this was just a naive intro sequence. And she's like doing this for a different woman in the whole town. I totally would have taken that because it, it was so much of a new thing and so much of a tonal change than the stuff we had just previously watched a couple minutes ago, that you're kind of like, okay, well, I'm not actually going to like pay attention to what's happening. It's different for book readers because they know what a, a, the women's ceremony 
is. Right. They, right. They, they, they've heard this before and they're aware of it. For someone new... Not not that exact ceremony. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that was gonna that was gonna surprise book fans too. <laughs> we were like, yeah, why yeah, is she true. True. why is she jump off a cliff or get pushed off one? If the women's circle is an important thing, like a parent talks to his wife here soon about like she didn't go, you know, and like why didn't you go? Well, if that's a big thing for all the women in the in the town, well, I lost all the meaning behind it immediately. Because everything was brought down to like, a, all this stuff is going to be super important. I hope you understand. If the beginning, that was going to be the beginning the whole time, that should have been the grandiose part. We should have been introduced into this environment and then been like, okay, now that you've seen it, who are the people that we're looking for? And then it kind of, we encroach upon the scene of what is, what we learn is the women's circle. And then it's like, okay, all the, there was no women in the town before. Right. So as we're going through at that beginning, if you restructured it, where are all the women? We find out they're here because there's this big ceremony. I think that adds the intensity going back to the bar later when everyone's like, Aquaid, oh, my gosh, it didn't really it didn't matter to me because I was like, yeah, I was there. It was uh, she did. She did fine. It was pretty easy. Um, and so I thought that was kind of I think they my main like like gripe I think with the show what throughout all the episodes is I think they have a lot of those type of moments where I feel like if they would have just like swapped where they put certain aspects it would it would have helped people understand the importance and grandiose ideas of what the wheel of time is and I think a lot of times throughout all the episodes they kind of like they put so much time into stepping and Karina? Yeah, Karina. Karina. I was close. They put like three episodes into that jet, that whole story arc, but I didn't really feel it all connected to two rivers. Hmm. Like, and 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 I, I I on the stream really pushed hard for the whole Steppen storyline thing because I thought it was actually very well done. And I think the reason why I pushed for it was because it was the first time that we they paced and structured and built up the intensity and emotion really well that I think added on top of these really big belief systems, how the water is, there's only one water for the green, but the, or whatever, or maybe greens have multiple. I don't remember all the colors rules, but like it started building up this idea of like cultures and why should you care about things? And I think that's why I pushed so hard originally for it because it just finally felt like this was a wheel of time thing that now I'm learning. And I can go talk about it on forums. And I'm like, well, yeah, maybe this is how it works. And you really got to deep dive into the whole Aes Sedai order area. Thinking about that now, it makes sense why people didn't enjoy those episodes that did read the books. Because they're like, there's so many other things that we could have spent three episodes diving into. And so I think in that aspect, I I, I agree with them. Um, But I think in that same way, they could have done that with other things with the same amount of time that they spent on them and you would have just connected so much better. Did you, for, for episode one, you know, talking about this, like they get into the town and they have the whole Egwene part, you know, and Lan and Moraine, <laughs> then we meet Lan and Moraine again, <laughs> right? Like, And now we're introduced to Lan and Moraine a, a third time, you know, uh, in the, in the wine spring in, and then Lana Moraine kind of hang out, and you said you liked that kind of interaction. So, uh, would you 
was introducing them in you know the two rivers and how that happened and then them interacting with other people would you have preferred that that's where you had been introduced to them or was that not a problem for you did you did you now like okay i know who these people are and i'm now i'm ready for this do you think it prepared you we just met lana moraine twice we met them i know like out of everything that i've just seen i know that she's looking for a bunch of uh, for a bunch of kids that are a certain age that are going to break or save the world. I have that ingrained in my brain. And I know she has a cool ninja warrior guardian guy that is like super awesome. And so I'm like that. I wish they would have let me think about that because, and not introduce Moraine until like towards the end of episode one or something, the whole bath scene with them made it too comfortable. Like this isn't a sitcom. But if like if you're going to build drama in a show, you're paying off things too fast for something this important. And you, I understand you need more tension, and the tension wasn't building enough so that when they exactly. re- got the release, it wasn't it wasn't satisfying. Exactly. Yes, because no. So I think that's where a lot of fans were harping on the point that like like Amazon might have not they didn't give Rafe like the ninety minute version. Yeah. Right. If they had a ninety minute version, I think they totally obviously. Them in the first episode, they could have done a couple of those quips of Lan and Moraine, even had the bath scene. Maybe they're there for that that night and you have it. Like maybe you have Moraine kind of walking through the town, talking to some people. You get to hear some names and faces or see her interact with people. And then you can you can even switch to POV shots of the main characters looking at Moraine talk to people. So we're not really following Moraine at this point. Because you know how Moraine watches like the boys eat at the table before like Rand leaves? You kind of, you could switch that idea. We obviously know there's a tie between Leandrin and Moraine. Like there's something about that, that they are a part of something similar, but she's like, is Moraine going to kill him? We don't technically know. We just know Moraine is trying to find them for a certain reason. And that in the end means taking them to the end where she thinks everyone's going to die. So <laughs> I think it, 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 it's safe to That's, say, but you're, you're pointing out a really interesting thing that I haven't. And cause I kept on asking myself, why am I not really engaging with the first half of first 20 to 30 minutes as much as I thought I would just as a book reader. I was like, I'm ready for this. I've been talking about this thing for two and a half years. And why is this not really engaging me? And I wonder if it is that thing you brought up, which is one thing if they'd given us 90 minutes, that lack of tension, maybe I would have expected that because this is just kind of building relationships, kind of getting into the story. But it being a 50-minute plus kind of whatever, 50-some-odd-minute story, I just felt like, okay, like, why are we relaxed? <laughs> like, there's there's a lot of tension. Something's going to happen. We have very little time. And so, like you're saying, some of these moments maybe felt a bit off for me. And I'm wondering if that's, I'm wondering if that's what it is. kind of the main thing with that. Matt is literally the perfect character for this. And you find this later, I think, with Tom Marilyn uh, when you meet him, is you can find humor and, like, a way to break the dramatic tension. Or not break, but even kind of, like, ease it in a bit through characters that are inherently built to be, I don't know, like, not spunky, but, like, you know, like, they play to the people a little bit. And Matt's very funny in that way, but it seems natural. When Moraine literally is chucking her coat on and putting like knives and stuff, like at the beginning, like strapping like pistols all over herself. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, I have to find this guy or 
Like the whole world's going to die. You built up this whole idea. And then at the beginning, can I say, I thought the show was going to be 10 times darker than it ended up being. I did not think the show went even close to dark as dark as it should have been. And I don't even, I'm sorry, but I don't even care if Robert Jordan didn't write that kind of a dark show. They perfectly set it up to make it this dramatized, dark, like awesome metaphysics, like cool. The world is ending. Come on. Don't have like, no, don't have fun around a fire. No, exactly. (laughs) Like, like you open up with Moraine and Lan and she like gets in the horse and she's like, we're going to the two rivers. (laughs) <laughs> there's, there's five of them there and then it's like dun, 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 dun. and then the next scene you see them in they're like Walmart <laughs> you know like why are we enjoying this like like you can't use the people that are building the dramatic tension as co- comedic relief people so early on in the episode or yeah. then nobody's taking this show seriously like, like if you're not worried about it then I'm not going to be worried about it and and the main characters aren't worried about it. Yeah, except for okay. Nynaeve. I'm gonna go with that. There's a one. I noticed this the last time I watched it. There's a point where she goes. I think Moraine says to Lan, "So you think there's a mirror draw near?" And she's like, "We don't have enough. We don't have a whatever." She says something about time, like we're running out of time. And then they're kind of like they're just going and meeting up with people. <laughs> yeah, right, like, right. There's, no, there's like, a yeah. mirror drawn out here. Like, there's no sense of urgency. They're not like no, trying to get people like, to like uh, get their swords together and pitchforks <laughs> to like fight off the mirror yeah. draw. They're just like let's yeah. take a bath. No, but like <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. stare out a window while the boys walk around yeah, the town exactly. square. No, but there's like yeah. a mirror draw in the area, and then they go and have that like where they go light the little like lamp things and everyone's just hanging out in the dark in the woods yeah I was, I <laughs> was like, just thinking that there's a mirror draw like... in the area and we're going in the dark <laughs> in the woods lighting fire this is awesome um, and then like and then you have these moments of like it was one of the main characters standing in the woods and i don't know if it's like Egwene or something but she kind of looks off and then like moraine is like over on the other side of the river like <laughs> <laughs> you can't see this but taylor just got out of his chair <laughs> <laughs> he went across the other side of his room and he waved at us like, on the camera. And, and then and then Egwene just goes like hmm. and then she walks away. Like, why are we not like first of all, why is Moraine hiding oh on the God. other side of the river behind the trees alone? And then and then Land's like, We're running out of time. She's and he's like, We've gotta go, you gotta just pick one. And she's like, I don't know. like like, okay well that's dramatic tension but you obviously don't care enough to do anything about it so yeah there's a that's what's interesting is i wonder if we had had the 90 minute thing whatever the cuts of the episode you're talking about that had actually been all the way filmed and we'd had that if that would have made a bit more sense and they by cutting things down they like the tension that had been built or whatever in the editing process was a bit kind of messy so i i well, well I think the, the question I think the question is uh what scenes could they have added to the show to make all of these scenes that they shot work or would they just never would would Lan and Moraine in a bath never work and would Moraine seeing uh Nynaeve or or, or Egwene across the river and waving at her would that have ever worked um, or or there are other scenes they could have added because I'll, if they had a 90 minute version and they cut it what did they cut this is a I I think I was just thinking about this so specifically to the whole um Mirror draw slash Moraine waving at her thing. Think about this kind of take. I don't know if this could work. 
did they know what mirror draws are? The main characters, like, is that like a in the? I mean, they, in the world, they've been, they've been scared their... about. I mean, I mean, they they know, like but they don't know. Stories. Yeah. like yeah. dark creatures. They know that's it's like the a thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, wonder what they they sell to us in the trailers. Remember, like that shot, like in the dark. I thought there's like a shot with Lan it, with his hood up in the rain, like on a horse, or that like when they kind of come into town and then like he steps through the bar doors, you know, with yep. his shoes and everything. You could have made it over if it was like a 90 minute episode that Moraine and land don't just immediately go into the city. The whole thing is that they're kind of staking out the place and they're watching the area. And so the, the idea could be not necessarily to the T, but there's like a person in a cloak on a horse in the woods. And I saw them during the, the light <laughs> ritual on the thing. And it could be this idea of like, I don't know, maybe I was just seeing something. Was it like a dark creature or something? Like, what is this? And it could be Moraine. It could be these two. I'm laughing, like, I'm it, laughing because uh, in the book. That's exactly what happens in the book. <laughs> no way. In the book. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, in the books, yeah. Because they, they're like, yeah, the boys are like, hey, I think I saw something. The, no. The dark, yeah. No, that is 100% <laughs> what happens. 100%. Well, that was because you know what? No, well, you want know what that brings. You don't immediately bring them to the a place. Two, two rivers and what you do is you introduce them once at some point maybe the ends that's that time where they kind of make themselves known and they get a room but they don't talk to everyone they don't make it a big deal like everyone else it's a big deal but it's not a big deal to them and then these people that they haven't talked to that they don't necessarily know are like a Aes Sedai they just know like they, maybe she looks like an Aes Sedai and then the land is there they could have just kept them complete they never say one word except for at the beginning when they're like, we have to go to the two rivers and then the Trollocs attack and they just hop out and save them all. And they're like that. <laughs> now you got to come with us because that did you see what just happened? And we knew this was coming. You got to come with us. <laughs> yeah, that's how they, Is that just what happened. That's how they could have done it. I don't believe it because that's easier to do than what they did. They they decided to make it harder on them writing wise. Yeah, I think that's the, the one of the big complaints, the crit, the criticisms that the uh, Rafe and his team are getting is because um, a lot of the choices that they made actually go counter to what is in the books. And like you read the books and you get all of the things that you just mentioned, and in the show they kind of cut that out for whatever reason. Uh, and so you're sitting here like, well, in the books they could have had exactly what you described, and we would have felt the tension and we would have been scared and we would have like been waiting for that shoe to drop. And in the books, they did that. And it, you wouldn't have necessarily had to change too much from the books to make it work in the show. So one of the big complaints that we're having that we're hearing is that they changed too much because they didn't have to change some of it. I think there's an argument to be made that the show was changed in ways to set up future plot lines but you don't get that payoff in the first episode, and so it feels like a wasted change. But but the uh, what the thing the thing you're bringing up, Taylor, I think, is that if with more time, I think you could have done it that way. Yes, you could have given more breathing room to them. Kind of like you said, um, there's this kind of unknown factor. What they went with was well, we just did an intro, and we had this cold open, and we had the women's circle, and we had the celebration. And now we have to get from the celebration of the women's circle event. Now we have to get to the attack. And how do we get to the attack and still have Moraine 
and land there uh, in a way that we can get them out of the town in a believable way. Because I'll be honest, the book, <laughs> like, the book is kind of less like, you're like, okay, we're just going to go with with these people that we didn't but know. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you that makes sense though, because don't they know there is a hero's prophecy? Like the, uh, that there that someone did break the world and that there is a a a dark one and that there well, is they, they yes. do they they do but uh in the books they don't really the the people leave because they've just been through a traumatic experience and the the only person who seems to know what she's talking about is is Moraine and she tells them uh you have to go your family's in danger if you don't go with us one of the changes they made in the tv show and i'm interested to hear your thought on this is they actually left in broad daylight in the books Moraine has everybody sneak out in the middle of the night so that they don't have to face the rest of the villagers. She's like, you have to come with me. We're in danger. We have to leave right now. Let's go. And then they kind of sneak out. But in the in the show, they're just like, bye, dad. Bye, mom. I'm leaving. I'm going on an adventure. And everybody's like, okay, have No, fun. but it makes sense you know? in the show because there's actual destruction. You have to understand in the books, there's not like... It's not as um, okay. Okay. There's but, not but as much death, that. if you will, in the books. Uh, and, and what you get in the show is, and that's what they're using, right? They're using that that tension of there is danger, and like they see the Trollocs again, more Trollocs coming to attack, right? They're using, they're trying to actually give a a reasonable way that these two people take a bunch of kids with them out of the village that doesn't feel so kind of like kidnappy. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But wait, but wait, 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 wait. Um, <clears throat> I think both of them are completely valid ways of doing it. And I think the show was actually smarter for doing the destruction and attack type of way. And that being the way they get them out. Because I think it totally makes sense on a logical way. If they set up, I mean, it totally still works. But I think if they set up the drama to the show with Maureen and Lan, and they kind of pop out and save the whole village as much as they can... Um, from this huge army of Trollocs and say like, okay, obviously you've seen us around here. You've seen us watch you. It's because one of you is this person and we don't know. And so you have to come with us if you, unless you want everyone else to die. I think it's a totally valid and easy and good way of getting them out of the town. If someone showed up at your house and said, Taylor, you might be the dragon reborn. You might be the saver, savior of the world. You need to come with me. Even if you thought that was okay, you think your parents would let you go? You think um, your, if your neighbors my, would let somebody go walk if, off with a stranger? If my dad had just barely been stabbed with a huge Trolloc axe, yeah. I do think if my if if there were events big enough and persistent enough, specifically like Rand's father practically just dying, and okay. the whole entire like if my whole neighborhood, my whole cul-de-sac just got like literally like demolished by like a bunch of huge hairy creatures that were all told prophecies about i'd be like maybe you're right and yeah. and sure that's fair. that's fair and especially if i was rand i'd be like well my girlfriend just broke up with me so i'm just gonna do whatever i want and i'm just gonna <laughs> you, go. so, go. you know like i think you know, it totally i like this it. episode more and more now that you keep talking so. <laughs> but there's this part that i think it's actually for a for the book, I think it's actually ten times better that Robert Jordan did it that way, because you built up this whole idea of not being able to trust Moraine, 
Right. Like the fact that she's manipulating these kids to leave in the middle of the night without telling anyone to sneak out because of this, this thing, like she's got to go. Everyone's in danger. Come on. It builds this idea that Rand later in the episodes of the TV show says like, how do we trust you? Like, why should we trust you? Why should we go keep going with you? It builds that whole idea. And I think for a book where you can spend more time on that whole idea of building who Moraine is and who you're questioning about 10 times better than the destruction. But I think on a TV show level, they had to have something huge happen in the first episode to grip people. And they were kind of like, hey, for some reason, I don't know, but I guess they were like, hey, let's just take everything building up the suspense out and then put a huge battle that wasn't that big in. <laughs> Did you know? I, see, I, I like, loved, I actually loved the battle. <clears throat> did the battle captivate you? I mean, were you? No, the battle was sick. Okay. No, the battle yeah, was yeah. perfect. I'm glad they did it. They had to. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I don't, like, they needed something to grip. I think I would have stayed in if it was all character development, but I know the majority of people would have ended it if it was just a bunch of character talking and they would have been like, this is a lame shot. And so I understand why they did it. I think it looked awesome. Except for the weird fireball thing that Maureen does, she goes like, "Oh no way!" I there's a camera shot that goes to the side of her, and I love no. That's one of my favorite. No, it's like it looks so good. If you go the side shot of that, looks so impressive. Not the one where arms are up like this. There's a side shot. I'm telling you, there's a side shot of it. Have you have you played the old Warcraft (laughs) of like the tree people? That you can make your home base walk around. Have I played the old f- Warcraft? Is that and a- when they fight people, they <laughs> chuck rocks? That's, That's what new Warcraft. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, Taylor, you I mean, you've you've kind of pointed out some things from a storytelling perspective. You know, as a viewer, you were a new viewer, you were hyped up for this. The Trolloc attack happens, they leave. How are you feeling at the end of episode one? Did it did it accomplish its goal did it meet your expectations exceed them was it below them you were sitting um, there watching this in london what was your reaction i i felt like they did a terrible job of suspense like i felt even at the end when they're like all leaving and leaving their families and everything though i was like i'm gonna watch the second episode because i well, think you had to. you was... were in london in movie theater the second, <laughs> yeah. second episode was about to play whether you wanted it to or not well i kind of got up and out. i was like okay it looks like that's it i was have no one's heard this story after the first episode i stood up <laughs> i was like i picked up my trash and i was the only one standing up for a while and i was like i was like dad are we like going like it's been like five minutes and he's like there's two episodes and and i was like <laughs> i was all alone standing but yeah that's a funny um thing uh the first episode at the end I thought it was good enough for me that I wanted to see what else they were going to do with the second episode. I think the writing wasn't terrible. I think there's, there are parts where it kind of like, you make it filthy that there's like, it kind of sticks out a little bit where I'm like, we didn't, you didn't need to say that, Like you could have just like, it was too winter dragon in writing sometimes. <laughs> where, wow. where I was like, I'm sorry. Oh. Ouch. I'm sorry. Wait, are we talking like, Winter Dragon sorry, the Dusty Wheel cut? Or are we talking please? Winter Dragon the original cut? <laughs> like, like you remember when uh, Billy Zane goes? He goes, uh, um, oh no, I know the line. Don't, don't, don't say. It. He goes, when time dies and the 
dragon is victorious or something like that. Like, um, he has that question because I don't think it would. I th- I love Kate Fleetwood Flandre. Like, I literally one hundred and ten percent love Kate Fleetwood Flandre. But whoever wrote that opening sequence for Kate Fleetwood Flandre, I was like. Why did you make her say it's like why why are we saying these things? You, thought, like, you felt like it was very Billy Zane. <laughs> I thought it was very Billy Zane. You're talking oh, like Oh man. Oh they, man. They like recreated the Winter Dragon <laughs> prologue, but with Leandrin and this random nobody dude. <laughs> You're kind of like, who are you talking to? There's nobody here. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, and then you have the lightning strike. <laughs> I really think though. I watched the rest. I think episode two actually does a way better job. And I think episode two ends and I'm like, yeah, episode three, like, let's go. Like I'm ready for episode three, but I think one only because kind of the final last four minutes of when the, she's like, I need you to come with. And I was kind of like, I guess I'll go. And I'll watch the second episode. <laughs> sure. sure, Rosamund Pike, I'll be there. You're like, I, um, I, the Trollocs did kill everybody. I'll go with you to episode no, like, two. <laughs> I think that's exactly how I felt. I was really taken in by the Rosamund Bland thing at the beginning, but then they kind of made it too happy, happy-go-lucky or whatever the thing is, where it's like a good time, but they're trying to find the dragon reborn. It's like, is it him? Is it her? Is it, we don't know. You know, is let's make the bath hot. And I know I'm focusing on that scene, but that's just like what the general tone was. Like sometimes they were really serious, like at, at the beginning after Leandrin or when they first walk into the bar. And sometimes they're kind of just walking around and they're like, yeah, there's a mirror drill or like, there's like, <laughs> there's like, the scene where the goats outside land finds the <laughs> land finds the, dra- <laughs> the dragon yeah. fang of the of the like the dead animals. You'd think at that point you know, that would have been like a everyone get to your homes. Yes. <laughs> Stay inside. <laughs> you know, sharpen <laughs> your axes and your knives. Exactly. Karen, <laughs> Layla, go make some weapons. Instead, they, instead <laughs> they went out that night and they were like, Hey, let's let's all light lamps in the middle of the forest. And then like in this little party. happy town of like the wine spring in like innkeeper. And he's like, my daughter, after your ceremony, we must give people drinks and have a great time. And it's like this super just happy place. And you have a weird water droplet looking dead goat circle. And (laughs) like, no one should be chilling at all. And... Yeah, like, where's the farmer who's like missing his goats? I know. There's like, like shouldn't no that guy one... be like, huh? They were here two minutes ago. Okay, um, okay. So now, well, everyone wants to know because everyone asked Taylor this question, but he has a rating system that he wants to explain to you, and then he's going to give us his rating for episode one. My rating system is a true rating system, <laughs> and everyone else's rating system that's listening to this is flawed and wrong, and it's incorrect. And so I'm going to tell you why. The rating system consists of one to ten. Okay, and that gives you ten different options. Everyone That's else how numbers work, yes. Is like five to ten, but five means one, I guess. And so I don't really understand like whatever, like how math works for everyone else, but that's not how I do it. And so <laughs> um a five in my scale, the correct one would be a av- very average show. Like it's right in the middle, it it rides the line. It's not like amazing, it's not terrible. It's and so middle I think of the road. It's it's middle of the road. And so I think with that said, 
right now, as you look back, because I, I think you might have rated this oh, once okay. on the show. But I did. You, I think I gave it a six. Yeah. Do you still feel that? Like, do you feel? No. It? Okay. Go for it. Um, actually, because I've actually haven't talked to anybody about it. <laughs> um, I like I haven't talked to anybody at all about this, and so going back through it before this, and then with you guys, and kind of going back through all my initial feelings that I had, um, I'd probably give it like a four. A four. Okay. So it's so slightly below average. <clears throat> I'd say this is a a below average, definitely below average, but it's not like the worst thing I've ever seen. It's just like, it's like if CW made the wheel time, that's what this first episode felt like. It felt like they played too many of the jokes. They didn't want to dive into the deep, dark parts, but they also showed a little bit of it. The show was more like some character moments of on the thing. And then Matt would come in and you're like, okay, this is great. And then Perrin and then would talk. And then you'd have like Egwene and Rand and that was a great moment. But then they'd like break it with, with with scenes and so i think i would give the first episode a four okay is there a is there one change that you can think of that would make it a six i think if you do if you take out every i want everything of uh moraine and lan and i and also yeah other caveat is that it's 90 minutes because you need more time for the first episode sure sure um you completely restructure everything Moraine and Land did. But now, you're talking, because... now you're talking go from a four to a ten. I mean, what you're just saying is, yeah, with some restructuring, creating some tension, no, 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 giving it's not ninety a four minutes. To a 10. You would only no. you would say give it ninety minutes, and you still they think would only go to a six to you. Probably, you have to remember that you still. This is not all structural changes. This is just one. The the reason why it's going to make it. I think uh, if you change the Moraine thing, even could bring it up to a seven. Because the whole thing is you need at least the most important people that you're that you're making the most important people believe in what they're doing. So I guess <laughs> and they I need guess... to hold the drama. They need to be the ones that keep the tension and tone dark and serious. But the root of the root the of my question episode. then is, okay, so you're saying that the major issue here from below, maybe slightly below average to like above average, not like the best, but above average was the restructuring of the land moraine kind of interaction with the city. Uh, with the town, and I, I would agree with I would agree with like that is a piece of it that I would like to have seen done, and I think it would improve how I feel about that episode. But what's the missing part for you, I guess, at this point? Like cinematography of the Trolloc fight, I thought was pretty amazing. Um, cost was it costuming? Was it you know? I'm trying to figure out where you feel like maybe there was um, still a deficit um, to making it like a a nine or a ten for you. The I mean the whole I mean if you want the general idea yeah. it's just drama they didn't want to make this a drama like they wanted to make it something in between like they didn't go full into it i think i haven't actually seen all of game of thrones so i can't say like like anything comparing it um but i've seen a little bit of the first episode and their opening is great like i love their opening it's very it's chilling you you get the tone the shots are slow the snow is falling you see the men like it's it very much immediately goes okay i don't know if you were playing t-ball or driving go-karts or or getting home from work but you're in game of thrones now and this is our pace and this is our cadence and this is how our cameras move and this is how it looks and and we're just going to start off the show and on the, and on wheel of time it was like stop 
stop and like lanterns like like it would they immediately went too hard into something that no one has any ties with you think that so i think you think you didn't understand I think the tone, tone it doesn't the sound tone, like it, yeah. they i don't think they had a tone and yeah. so i think if you want it to not be until a, episode two Episode two is where they start to create this tone that you're talking about. Yes, they start to create that tone. And I think think it follows from two on. I think they finally start kind of finding that groove. I actually think it, I think you get it in the last scene. That's why I kind of called it out earlier. Right. Because first of all, it's shot great. Like I love the haze. It's a little blue and like, and Rosemond looks sick and like war torn and like land still like cool. And like everyone's like, <laughs> like Rand's freaking out because his dad's dying, and everyone's crying, and parents destroyed, and Matt had to save his sisters, and, and everyone's dead. That was the tone at the beginning. It was kind of like random medieval fantasy thing. If like if I watched not until the battle part, I don't think I ever would have watched the show. I would have shut it off after the Leandrinsy. I think the opening of the season is your most important, important thing. I wonder and if that's so, why you like uh, episode two. I, it'll be interesting when we get to episode two and you start breaking that down. I wonder if all the criticisms uh, that the things that as a viewer for you and new to the series and new to the world where and also kind of looking at this from a craft perspective, if it wouldn't if the things that like you're saying about it's gonna be interesting to kind of reflect now on episode two as we walk through it. Uh, to see if you think that they did accomplish the things that you've said in episode one didn't. So because this is this is the scary thing with that is I do I am not going to go into that because we'll say yeah, that for yeah, another episode. That, yeah. But just the idea that they had this idea for the show and then they didn't know the tone and so they got you through this like thirty minutes and then they had to like restart and they were like okay battle scene battle scene battle scene battle scene cool moment. Finally, like they, they, the cinematography looks great. The acting is great. The character chemistry is like a lot better. Like they're all together. It feels very united in what everyone's ideas were. The costuming and sets looked amazing. Everything came together and it was like, wow, this is the Wheel of Time made by Amazon Prime. What if, what if they took that last scene and they made that the opening scene and then they did that like, two days earlier oh. and then they led into everything else um i personally before i sign out this is going a little longer but um i think that would have been great what they should have done i think is done the winter drag uh, whatever the prologue oh yeah oh i, I totally agree they should have done the prologue. they should have done the prologue because that is the tone like right. you could you could put the the prologue and then this normal episode probably make it a seven like seriously i think i think if you put the prologue at the beginning it immediately goes hey this is the this the look this is how dark we're making it like he just murders his family you're like wow this is how we're starting off i'm not saying you bring you could bring back billy zane i don't know but like he comes (laughs) in and he's like like uh lord of the morning you know whatever like it's this idea of like okay not that writing though right (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. But no, I was no, just no. it's just it's just yeah. the joking. Like yeah. it's the idea that the set was like interesting, all the clothing was like really dark, and he's wearing joggers, which is weird, but whatever. Um and <laughs> like but the whole setup of like 
all the fog and haze and then they're down in like this one area of this mansion spot and like his dead kids and wife are on the ground and then but he's like then he tells him to sell his soul or something to the dark one i'm sorry that is 10 times cooler than rosamund putting her jacket on telling me like she's got to find someone that's going to end the world or save it that's like you could <laughs> like oh my gosh like if and then answer to the dark one or me or do it like or doing it willingly or we force you to do it but if you do that you can see your wife again we will give you something if you sign over to the dark side and 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 but it hits on so many and then just like in the books he picks up a sword and he walks up the stairs (laughs) (laughs) he starts weaving a blanket Um, in, in a thing. No. Yeah. If they would have put the prologue at the beginning, I think you could have just copied and pasted this first episode and it would have felt way better because your brain has already said like, okay, this is what they're going to get to in that same way that you're saying, take the ending and put it at the beginning. Yep, yep. If you're like, oh, it's going to get dark. And we're yep. trying to show you all these happier moments and who yep. these people are and where they live and why they care about each other. Well, then yep. it's like, oh. Well, now there's yeah. tension because now you're now waiting for exactly. something bad to yes. happen. When are we going to get back to that tone? Yeah, we got to like, get back to this moment where all hell broke loose. So yeah, I think to make it maybe the six or seven that you were talking about, the prologue. If that, maybe I'll change it to that. If you want to fix the show, the freaking land more anything. That's the, <laughs> that's yeah. the uh, that's how you're gonna, I think, make the show better. But yeah. All right, all right. We we heard it here first. Taylor is a book cloak who thinks the book opened better than the show. <laughs> I know uh, the book opened better than the show. Actually. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know if we changed that. Uh, like, I'd be the first one being like, "We gotta change that for book two. Okay. Let's, there you uh, go. There you go. All right. Well, let's leave it there. So this was episode one that we did a deep dive into. We'll do this again and uh, soon and, and get your perspective on episode two, maybe two and three. And we will revisit this and maybe do it live on Discord. Ooh, and we should do get that. Some, uh, get some live That'd reactions while you talk. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so let's stay tuned for that. If you are uh, interested in that, let, let us know. Otherwise, Taylor, it was great having you on the show again. It was great to hear your thoughts. Thanks for coming. Thank you very much. I'm excited for uh, the 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 T series. I'm like uh, the editor. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. <laughs> the, editor, <laughs> oh, the editor rewatch. You know, look that that's good. Look, there see, we go. see, writing's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> the Tay series. So I got to iterate on that one a little bit. We'll, we'll, workshop, we'll workshop it. The, I had a good one. All right, all right, and Matt, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. No, it was a blast. It's a blast to like hear again. Uh, people that are not like book fans and in this regard, Taylor was really hyped up and part of this experience, but hadn't ever seen the books and was really, and, and, and again, really coming in with high, high expectations. And, and it's really, it really interesting to hear Taylor kind of break down what happened, you know, to those expectations as he experienced this, you know, as a non-reader. So yeah, very, very cool that's it for now thank you for listening to the podcast if you are a fan of the show please leave us a review at apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and tell a friend about us and we'll see you next time at the bar side
Barside Chats is a Dusty Wheel production, jointly hosted by Brian the Gleeman and Matt the Innkeeper. If you would like to support this podcast, please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, or you may email us at podcast at thedustywheel.com.